Welcome to the Inspiring Leadership podcast series. This is aimed for you aspiring leaders, whatever level you're at, whether you're beginning out in your careers as managers and leaders, whether you're in middle ranking roles, or whether you're CEOs and chairman of boards, there's always something we can all learn. And it's particularly the skills, stories, tips and techniques that you can pass on to those you lead and your teams. Hello, I'm Jonathan Bowman Perks, and welcome back to my favorite time of the week. Uh, as part of the Inspiring Leadership series, I'm very lucky to be with Dame Alison Nimmo, uh, who's been the CEO of the Crown Estate uh, for eight years and had uh, a number of years of record success under the team that she leads. She's very keen to point out it's a team. It's not just about the CEO. Um, but before that, um, really in instrumental in making the Olympics happen and also the rebuilding of Manchester after the terrible bomb, as well as a whole range of other things if you see her profile. Um, but uh, Alison, really just firstly in, in your thoughts about, uh, you know, you're coming to the, to the end of your time as, as CEO. Um, People have described you as inspiring leader. You're very modest about saying not. Who's, who's inspired you? And what sort of tips have you found from those inspiring leaders that you've applied and they've sort of worked for you? What would you share on that? Wow, that's a big question. <laughs> um, it's quite interesting as you reflect back on eight years and the amount of change we've brought into the Crown Estate. Uh, and as you alluded to in the uh, beginning, it, its success is very much a team effort. And uh, I've been really lucky to have worked with some many inspiring leaders. Um, and, you know, you you work out what works for yourself, really. And um, I, think, I think for me, I've tried to be lead in a, in a very thoughtful way and, and really being team coach. And somebody once said to me, leave your ego at home if yeah. you want to be a good leader. So I suppose I'm not your archetypal leader. I'm not the big hero I am and, and very loud and very directive. Um, I think I'm more like team coach. Yeah. So setting a clear strategy, but then really trying to work with and empower my team to deliver. Um, and it's it's quite a scary thing to do to let go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a bit of a perfectionist and a control freak um, but actually when you do that's when the magic happens yeah. uh, and you have to have the right team around you and you have to not be scared to you know, hire really good people and then let them find their wings and fly yeah. and that's what people have done to the best leaders I've worked with have done that um, and I've just tried to emulate and pass that on, really. Mm. Uh, and it's you get such a huge sense of personal achievement when you see others succeed in that way. Yeah, because you and I have talked about the sort of coach approach to leadership and, and moving from being on the balcony where you're the expert doing it all yourself to, to being on the balcony and bringing on a team of giants to work for you. And you, you've certainly done that, which has been part of part of the success, but, but how, how has it gone? How have you found that? And what tips would you give to, to others who are listening? Uh, I like being down in the engine room, and so it's been a really um, conscious bit of self-awareness to get myself back up onto the balcony and be thinking, you know, you're meant to be on the bridge of the ship. 
steering a ch steering uh, your way uh, and looking out for icebergs. Yes, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> um, but it's quite fun being down in the engine room. So uh, I like getting out on site and I like working with the team. But then, you know, I, I sort of have to make sure that I get back up onto the, the balcony. And yeah, because it's not an either or, is it? You, no. you, if you are too far de detached from it, things can go badly awry and you go, I don't know what happened, it wasn't on my watch. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, you've got to trust them to, to do the job as well. Trust is a really important thing. Yeah. Uh, and that works both ways. You need people to be really honest and you need to do people to deliver in the right way. Um, um, and, but, you know, as a leader, you need to put trust in new people and you need to be consistent. People yeah. need to know that... Um, you know, you will back them, yeah. uh, and you will be there, and you will you will sponsor them, and you will support them. And um, you know, if they make mistakes, you'll be with them as well. Yeah. Sorry. That's no, right. No, no, no worry. Uh, we've still got lots of time. Um, and we were talking about um, uh, people learn a lot from their mistakes as well as their successes. And uh, you've had a huge number of successes. But you shouldn't ever take that for granted. But but what have you learned? Do you think from some of the mistakes in life, and how has that shaped the kind of uh, CEO and leader you've become today? Mm -hmm. I mean, is there a story you particularly think of when you know, you got it wrong and you learned from that? I've made I've made lots of mistakes in my home life as well as my work life. Uh, I mean, you're not pushing yourself hard enough and fast enough if you don't. Um, I think early in my career, I, I did have this big fear of failure, and I think it really held me back. Yeah. Um, and um, I think the Olympics taught me a lot about just trusting your own judgment um, and just getting on with stuff, really. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't, I don't think I've, other people might think, but I can't really think of one big moment of failure. Um, but I do, there are, there are certainly plenty of things I, I regret. I think. I think specific failures are around hiring the wrong people. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, and as as you know, because we had quite. I think it's our first coaching session. Um, I. Uh, I. When you hire people that are psychopaths into the organisation, and they come across and they're very very credible, but they can wreak havoc in a business. Um, you know, bad behaviour and bullying, and you have to get them out of the business really quickly. Um, and I learned some hard lessons that way, which is around, you know, choose your people very carefully and hire slowly. Yes. And then actually when you've got problems, fire quickly. Yeah. Um, and I think a real regret I had actually is, um, you know, particularly in the Olympics, um, was, you know, bad behaviour yeah. um, and tolerating it. Yeah. Um, is unacceptable as opposed to I think now I would just find that really unacceptable and I would be braver about speaking out and, and stopping earlier yeah um, and I I really regret that I didn't take more affirmative actions here. yeah and just in in our final uh, stage what would be your top tip to uh, to give to those listening to today what would what would be your your advice to them if you would sort of share I mean you know it's particularly on the theme of handing over to somebody else and, and leaving your team and doing it with good grace, what, what would be a tip or a bit of experience that you're sharing that you find works? Um, I think I, I found over the years very inspired by working with um, Sir Howard in, 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 in 
Manchester, rebuilding Manchester after the bomb. It was an extraordinary time when, you know, he taught me the power of purpose. Yeah. And, um, you know, up until then, I always thought you went to work because you got paid to go to work and getting up every morning and doing something you believed in, you know, getting up every single morning and not stopping till the city was rebuilt just taught me that whole different area of purpose and personal motivation and, and commitment. Um, and I've tried to sort of carry that through in what we're doing here in the, in the Crown Estate, that sort of getting people really motivated behind something really purposeful. Yeah. Um, and then leadership is something you do with people, not to them. Yeah. I think that goes back to the leave your ego at home. <laughs> and, and I think it's a great credit to you and the team of giants and men and women that you've created that not only have you got greater engagement, but you've actually got results that follow this philosophy. It's not just nice words, actually businesses perform better. It's a really powerful model. We you know we doubled the value of the business and added about 120 million to the to the bottom line and you know it's it's a really powerful model. You know 97% of people in my team in the Crown Estate are proud to work for the Crown Estate. That's, I mean that's, that's an incredible you know that's when you've got real citizens as opposed to mercenaries working for you and it's a that. really powerful force for good. And here we are behind us, um, which is London uh, and the influence that the team has, has made on it. Alison, thank you very much indeed. It's been a real pleasure working with you, and I'm sure people will take a lot away from that. But really, really helpful. Thank you. So, now you've heard from one of the inspiring leaders that I've interviewed, what are you going to do next? If you want to get some more free material, go to my website, jonathanperks.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Jonathan Bowman Perks. And there you can get access to my books, uh, Inspiring Leadership and Top Tips for Inspiring Leaders. But if you want to actually do something about being a leader and constantly improving your game, raising your performance, get in touch with me about coaching you or one of your team that you want to raise the game for them. It's got to be people who want to be good to great, not people who you're trying to fire. And if you're looking for a motivational speaker, get in touch. Or if you want me to work with your team coach, I would be delighted to help you.